This episode of the KarmaCast podcast is brought to you by BoastUp.net. Boast about it. Welcome back to another episode of the KarmaCast podcast. I'm your host, Gage. Also, Chrissy. And uh, today we got a special guest on the line. Um, we've got Chris Osgood here with us. Um, he is a filmmaker, producer, director, writer, storyteller, and all-around interesting guy. Um, How you doing? Hi. Hi. So I, I've talked to you several times in the last week and a half since I've met you, and you are a pretty interesting guy, I've got to say. Um, oh, thank you. Got a lot going on and a lot of interesting stories and I just wanted, wanted to have you on the show to to promote you and um, let people know what's going on with you and, and some of your projects that you're working on. So I'm not really where, sure where to start, but um, I guess I'll start by just asking you, what is the latest and greatest thing that you're doing these days? Okay, I'm currently working on a, uh, on a, children's, uh, a children's animated uh, live action animated series I've been working on for the past four and a half years. Uh, it started out as a series of audio tales that that I read on uh, a local radio station here in, in the central Maine area. And through the through the years of going to different schools and and being invited to different schools and reading reading these tales, I was asked I was asked by some people if I ever wanted to do anything with these tales, and that was about four and a half, five years ago. And right now, I'm I'm kind of at the, the tail end of it, and I'm getting ready to um, actually pitch this show, and hopefully, you know, cross my fingers, you know, things will go well. Sounds great. Yeah, sounds very interesting. So, Intriguing. so you know, I I know I it's always fun when you can do things that you love to do and it sounds like that you you're really passionate about what you're what you do um yeah when i was when i was four when i was 40 years old i i just kind of woke up and i decided that i I really wanted to do some things that i kind of that that i uh, thought about doing when i was a kid and one of the things i've always done i've always been a computer programmer but i've always been a writer and I wrote my first story, George the Ant, when I was 12 years old. It was a sci-fi. It was a, a little sci-fi thing about this, this scientist, and he raises this ant, and the ant ends up growing big, and he goes in one day, and the ants escape. It kind of left the story like that. That was like my first attempt at doing a, a kind of a, a scary kind of a story. Uh, the very first book that I ever read when I was a kid was Stephen King's The Shining, and I used to, I used to sneak the book out. And I used to sneak the book out every single day thinking I was uh, tricking my mom. And and she knew that I was doing it, and she let me do this for over the course of a year. And, and over that whole year, I read the entire book. And that and that book really uh, it, it really inspired me. And, uh, and I really got into Stephen King and reading his reading his work. I got into you know I started collecting his books, and that was like I think as a kid that. He was a, he was a writer that really got me into got me into books and reading and everything else and and also inspired me to do you know writing. So when I became forty, I wanted to try something that uh, my uh, do something a little different. Mm-hmm. And I looked out there and there were a lot of people that were doing uh, movie reviews and things like that. And I said, well, it'd be kind of cool to do like a radio show. So I came up with this concept of uh, Tales of Terror from Hollowell, Maine, because that's where I lived at the time. And I 
And at the same time, there was a gentleman out there named Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Clayton, but Gora Boy Radio over, over in the UK. And I think he's still doing some stuff out there. He's doing movie reviews. So he was starting something where he was going to do movie reviews, but he liked my idea of having some spooky stories. So I created a series of, well, the very, one of the first stories I, read, I wrote was uh, The Blade, and then I wrote Beauty's Only Skin Deep and uh, Vacation to Remember, and there was a series of other uh, of tales. And he, I used to create an audio, and I'd, I'd ship it out to him. And we did that for about a year, and it was, it was really it was, it was fun. Because I wanted to create kind of like a, const, a, a radio environment, kind of like what my dad listened to, like the shadow and all those, like the things that used to, when you didn't, when, I mean, they had TV back then, but I mean, they listened to like the, the radio, you know? Yeah, so, uh, and that that was really fun. Uh, along the way, I I also decided that you know that was going well. So I said, well, now I'd like to now I'd like to try making a movie. So I didn't really know anything about scripting. So I downloaded the Wizard of Oz script, uh, which I just got a free you know I could see how the the template looked and everything. And I and I wrote this script called The Artist. It's nothing like the movie that's out there, that black and white movie. I, I, that, that's a good movie, but came out. That, that was the idea. The uh, the story idea was the artist, and it was a spooky tale that I had. And I just decided, I know what I'll do. I'll just ship this out to uh, uh, send this out to Eileen Daly in in England and ask her if she'd be interested in doing something. And she, lo and behold, she came back and said she'd rather do Beauty's Only Skin Deep, which floored me because she's a well-known actress and I had no idea that she'd heard the radio show that I that I was that I was on and uh, when we over the course of time we started I started working on my very first script and that and then that's kind of the, the catalyst I guess because at that point I got interviewed at the local radio station in central Maine and uh, they asked if I wanted something to read if, if I had something to read, and I really wasn't going to read Beauty because that was a scare, and they wanted right. me to read at eight o'clock in the morning, so I went back and I wrote the Curse of Moose Pond, which is more of a kid-friendly type scary story. I read it on the air, and they liked they liked it so much that they asked me to come back, and I wrote nineteen tales for the local radio station, and then I got asked at the local schools to uh, to read. So I found myself, you know, within like a few years, I went from a concept to walking around and actually sharing my work with kids. And, uh, and also at the same time, that movie that got canceled because of the uh, Icelandic volcano that erupted. And that, that was a kind of devastating blow, kind of a little dark point in my life. But I, but nice, nice part about it is I still, I still have a really good relationship with everybody that I, that I worked with. And uh, now on my current projects, uh, you know, I, I said I can, I can, I'm still in touch with all the same people, and you know, and it's life's good. Good, good. Good. Isn't good to it? Hear. Isn't it so cool though to be able to envision something in your mind and then see it, that idea just grow and, and come to life? I think that is so truly amazing. Yeah, it it really is. There's a friend of mine named Jason, uh, uh, Jason LeBlanc. He was. Uh, he's a, a, a really good musician in this area, and I decided that I wanted to really put the artist out on screen, and I created a short, and I filmed in the Augusta, Maine area, 
And to watch to see Jason become the demon was absolutely phenomenal. And, and you know, and I act and I and I sat. I was actually in the art gallery, the Harlow Gallery. Uh, so I got to become part of my you know part of the film, and uh, which. And that's actually something that I'm going to try to do. Everything I do, I want to just be be there somewhere, you know, and uh, you know, be like, you know, a lot of a lot of people like to be the person that gets gets shot or killed in a movie or something. I always want to I I always want to be in there somewhere, you know, and that's uh, which you know, but uh, but yeah, it is. It's absolutely amazing to see to you know to actually, and with me, it's to see how people interpret what I'm what I've actually written. Right. And, and, and that that it, it, it fascinates me, you know, because they sometimes see things a little differently than what I originally intended. And a lot of times that's that's amazing that that, that you know, that's uh, more than I could ever ask. So, yeah. So in all of the people that I know you've met a ton of people and, and that's got to be so interesting to to just sit there. And, and I mean, you're an interesting guy. I've met plenty of people that, you know, you can just sit there and you talk to them like you've known them for years um, but who are some of the most interesting and intriguing people that you've that you've met? Um, oh wow! Um, so many, <laughs> no well, pressure. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, I guess online. I guess that I guess that that counts. Uh, I was uh, I, I I reached out to uh, to Nicholas uh, to Nicholas Vince. Uh, who's the chatterer on Hellraiser and we became friends on Facebook and we you know I shared the things that I was actually doing and we just started like talking back and forth and he invited me on uh, he invited me on his on on his podcast on his show and I got to I actually got to review the, the movie Cena Weevil 2 with him which was absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I was one of the little talking heads at the bottom of the screen, you know, with the chatterer of Hellraiser, you know, and he's talking to me one on one, and and it really made me. It was, it was amazing. It was it, it was amazing. You know, it was one of the it was one of those moments where you know, and and we still, I mean, Nicholas and I still communicate back and forth on Facebook. Uh, I mean, in person, I've met. Uh, like one of the things that I found that's interesting is that I, I've always been a person who's not afraid to talk to people. I, I and you know, and when I was back in the '80s, we used to uh, we used to go to all the like all the rock concerts and stuff back, you know, because that, that's when they used to have like concerts like two or three times a week it seemed in Portland, and we used to try to go backstage. Well, over the course of that time. Uh, we got to know the security guards and they used to just turn their backs and we go back there. Well, as, as years went on, uh, we got, I, we had like, I got to meet a lot of people. Uh, and I think one of the most memorable, uh, people that I met, I actually sat on Pat Benatar's bus and, and actually talked with her and Neil Giraldo. That was an, that was an amazing night. That was on, they, they were right around Christmas Eve. That, that was, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I had an opportunity to hang out with Brett Michaels from Poison. I get an opportunity to hang. You know, I, I met Vince Neil from Motley Crue and, and down down in the Portland area and stuff. Uh, uh, when Corn came to town, it's kind of a funny story. The rest of the uh, the the rest of the, the crowd was on the other side, and the guy that I took to the Corn concert, who's my next door neighbor, he uh, for some reason they just because all the buses for Corn were on the left hand side of the Civic Center, uh, he uh, no. Nobody was nobody was standing there except for him and I, 
Well, uh, Fieldy and Monkey came out of the bus with some corn and said, are you guys the only people here tonight? We'll just have a concert on the sidewalk. And it was hilarious. <laughs> this is David and Corn. So we're like, we end up, so Sal and I ended up like talking with Corn, you know, and everyone else. And then, and then once people realized that they were there, they all came racing down oh, and they Lord. got back, they, they got back in their buses and stuff. But uh, that, that, was, that, 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 that was really fun. Oh my gosh! Like, like, like one of the one of the things that was kind of honored by when I was uh, when I was doing uh, film, I actually I met I met a gentleman who was involved in uh, the movie Mars Attacks, and he somehow along the line I got his I got his I think I believe it was Mars Attacks. I, mean, I might be I might be incorrect, but I'm pretty sure that's that that was the movie that he was involved with. And somewhere along the line, I got his business card. And I called him up, and and he was. They were they were trying to get film to come to the come to the uh, state of Maine, and trying to get big companies to come here and everything. And uh, well, he asked if I would speak before this. You speak before the Senate and uh, you know legislature here in Maine and try to pass, help help pass LD three eighty four. And before I knew it, I was I was speaking before the Senate representing filmmakers in the state of Maine as small filmmakers. And that, that was fun. I, uh, I heard that, uh, you know, I, I, I'd heard that, uh, people like, uh, like, like Nick Garris had come to Maine and, and spoken. I heard, I'd heard his name and I, and it was, it just interested me. I mean, there, there was a lot of people and, and I don't know Mick by any, by any means, many people had come to come to the state and, tried to uh you know tried to bring big movie houses to the state try to bring money into the state and so on so ld384 was something was it, it was it was something that uh you know i started to become very passionate about and i was kind of honored that they asked me to to actually speak so i did i was i i, I sat before the senate and they they talked for like forty five minutes, and I talked about the different projects that I was working on, what I was trying to do, trying to bring, uh, trying to create not only my stories but inspire other people in the state of Maine to do art and create movies, and you know, and and try to bring big movie houses uh, like the like the like like Sony and things like that to Maine. And I'm not really sure what became of LD384. I'm not sure if it actually passed. Uh, in fact, I don't know if it did or not. But it was I was honored to actually be one of the people to actually speak on that. Uh, and right around that time when, when that was going on, I got asked to do, to give uh, positive thinking talks to the you know at at this at the state level where I where I work. Mm -hmm. And I within a course of a year, I found myself. Being the keynote speaker outside the governor's office in the state house, the Hall of Flags, speaking, uh, talking about volunteerism, uh, and they actually had me as the keynote speaking to World uh, Vietnam and World couple World War II veterans and some Korean War veterans about volunteerism, and I and I spoke I spoke for about a half an hour, and that that was an honor. I actually really I I I, I was honored to do that and uh and then they asked me again for uh, spirit of america to speak in uh in lewiston no no excuse not Lew yeah it was lewiston auburn at the uh they had me on tv on that one that that was that was pretty fun i got opportunity to to give some positive talks and 
And then I went on that uh, vein while I was doing also doing things for kids. Uh, adults were starting to ask me to talk about things to help them with their own lives. And, uh, and it was interesting, some of the advice that I was giving, I, my wife said, you know, you ought to start listening to yourself once in a while, <laughs> I just, I just, which is kind of funny how that works, because you always come up with, uh, you, you come up with interesting ideas, but we never really follow what we come up with, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? You know, and I, and, but I'm starting to listen now, because I'm starting to notice that, you know, there's a lot of like there's movies like The Secret and things like that where thoughts become things, and a lot of the stuff sounds it, it sounds uh, obvious when you say it, uh, but it's absolutely amazing when you actually apply some of those principles from those movies. And and from the beginning when I started, I didn't really ask permission to do what I'm doing, and it seems like because I said I was doing like my my the movies and the writing and things like that. People are just coming to me and I'm being, I'm attracting them and they're, and through this whole process, I'm creating some fun things. I mean, I, just a few years ago, I, I got asked to go to Ghostport and Bucksport and that was awesome. I, I showed up in town and they had this huge picture of me in the front of the book stacks, books, Door. I don't know where they got the picture of me. It was a big picture. Hopefully it was and I walked one. in. I was, and I, and yeah, it was, it was really cool. And, and the place filled up with kids. And I was in the back. I came out. And, I, and that was the first day that I signed my first autograph. I'm never going to forget this. This little girl, she must have been barely 10, standing there with her little book, all nervous, waiting for me as I came out so I could sign my first little autograph. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry that moment with me forever. That was, that was, that, that, that was so cool. And, uh, and that was, uh, I wrote the, I read The Pirate Pumpkin King of Bucksport Harbor. That was the very first time I'd ever, I, I wrote that specifically for, you know, for that town, for that particular thing. And and I, I remember I finished writing that story 20 minutes before, yeah, about 20 minutes before I actually got out there before the kids. And they, they loved it, I, I guess. They, they seemed to really enjoy it. And it was fun. I got asked to go back twice. So I read uh, read A Ghostport a couple times. It's, if you ever, anybody gets a chance to go up there when they have their... Uh, uh, Halloween celebrations, I highly recommend it. The, the whole town turns into this big. They have the fort; you can go in and all that stuff. But it was, it's just it was a fun, uh, fun time. I was really nice. honored to be part of that, you know. And sounds fun. And I know that you do yeah, a lot with fun. you do a lot with uh, children and teaching, and and you you've mentioned to me that you enjoy giving back to kids. Um, yes. What? Are, what other things have you worked on with kids um, in teaching in terms of, of that? Oh, yeah. And the third and when my youngest son was in the third grade, I got asked to uh, uh, teach the art of storytelling to, to them in, in Hollowell. And so I that, that was that was amazing for about three months. I was going in on my lunch hours and teaching kids how to how to write how to make up their own stories and, uh, you know, and, and have them challenge me a little bit too. And that, that was amazing. And I, and I got approached by, by a friend, by an, by an acquaintance at work. And he asked if I wanted to help out with first robotics, they needed a media person. Uh, so I, I'd never really, I'd never really tried being a media mentor before. So that was, you know, but I, I figured I could probably do it since the other things that I'd done seemed to be fairly successful so I I said yes 
I got my boys involved, and there was instantly I had about 14 teenagers. We met down in Gardner, and for two years I learned how to be a how to how to teach media, media and film and stuff to the kids, uh, all along, and that led to what I'm currently doing because it reached a point where the kids wanted to learn so much more mm-hmm. and and I was kind of stuck with it and I love that the, the first robotics was a great experience but there are so many I wanted to think outside the box a little bit more and I needed something that wasn't quite as structured so I was approached by the parents and I went to uh, one of the local colleges down in uh, in southern in, in uh, southern Maine and asked them if I could have a space, and they said you're more than welcome to. So I started a media group there, and the kids, some of the kids from the media group from First Robotics, followed me over there. And now uh, I have a whole group of kids that uh, some brand new Boy Scouts that I had a great experience teaching teaching film, actually three merit badges uh, with with gentleman Bill Dunn at the uh, at the uh, at Camp Amazine, which was absolutely amazing, and and Bill Dunn's an amazing filmmaker. I mean, he's done. I mean, if you look, his his, his biggest achievement, uh, one of his biggest achievements, is Graveyard Ship, producing that, and that was just an honor to be standing by him, you know. And I, you know, and uh, and for him to ask me to to help to help teach film for a week uh, with him, uh, I'm, I'm I'm like a kid in the candy store. I mean, you know, I've known I've I've known Bill for. Seven years now, and where he's a really he's a really good friend of mine, uh, probably one of my best friends. So I mean, the week long—I don't know how much how much of that. Uh, I just had one of those amazing blackout moments where I don't think I could repeat everything that I just. <laughs> I know said perfectly I was the way, <laughs> what I just said. So I I had an opportunity uh, to teach. Uh, uh, I, got, I got asked by Bill Dunn to teach film uh, to help teach film photography and cinema and uh, animation. At, at Camp Bombazine, and it was probably it, it, one of the most amazing experiences. I mean, because to, to have an opportunity to, you know, to be standing next to a man who's done so much, uh, and he's such a nice man, and we, we he's he's turned into one of my one of my best friends, uh, and and for him, I mean, he's just even I mean, the body of work that the man has has actually done in his own life. I mean, he's most well known for a Graveyard Shift, producing that, and just. To, to have an opportunity to be with him for a week and see how he interacts with kids and how he, you know, and for him and for the, and, and just the experience that the kids had for that week to learn from him uh, it was just, it's, it's amazing. It was just amazing. One of the best, uh, the best experiences. And now to have those kids join the, uh, the group. Uh, that, I'm, that I'm teaching in Augusta is fantastic, and Bill and I are already planning for this next for this next year at Bombazine, and we'll be we'll be doing it again, uh, which will be which will be a lot of fun. Great. So, uh, Great. but uh, but but yeah, when I was starting to say the uh, well, the first time that that I ever met him, uh, we we met completely, and we, we met in a tire warehouse. All my tires and my my van and my uh, my Corolla got slashed. And I had four, I had eight flat tires, and I was really irritated. And in the process of being being the after nine hundred dollars later of having to spend things for tires, uh, ended up running into him that day. We he gave me his card, and, you know, and we he, he called me up several months later, 
and asked if I could uh, help teach him help uh, teach a, uh, a capstone project uh, for some seniors at Haldale. They were doing a horror movie. He wanted to know because he had he had to go away for a couple weeks, and I said I'll be I'll be more than happy to. I was not going to turn down that experience. No way. So, uh, so I uh, was completely honored by that. So, and then he came in near the tail end and saw some of the special effects that uh, I think one of the big one one of my biggest ones that I did was I, I taught them the simple trick of making somebody in the mirror look like they're uh, you know the the person stays stationary in the mirror and. And as the person walks by, then the head turns in the mirror to follow them after they've already walked past the mirror. I just we just did we did this simple little it was an like editing technique and it came out really creepy and it was fun and that that was that was like one of the biggest effects that they wanted to do and that that that, that was really cool and they we achieved the they achieved their capstone project uh, and uh, and I taught them how to make fake blood and, and stuff. We went online and it was a it was a fun really fun 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 time but but uh you know so i've known bill bill's bill's a good good friend uh, i've known him for several years and i i can't say any enough good about the man he's a per, you know personal friend of mine i guess you could say you know close family friend you know so that's and i just and we become friends over the over the years and uh, and that's uh and you can't in this life, I think the way things are, this day and age, it's nice to find people that you can really uh, that you that you can say that about because a lot of times you run across people that they start out friendly and then you then you see their true colors. And a lot of my stories that I write, uh, there's always that hidden face. There's always a mask that somebody puts on and things like that. And that for the adult community, I find that I I seem to write a lot of stories like that. And that was kind of what beauty was all about. You know the with the the doctor that actually collected faces, which uh, and he kept the faces in his book. Right. And that was his. That was his thing. That was the. That was that. That's the reason why I didn't read it on the morning show. <laughs> that's not something that I really wanted to, at eight o'clock in the morning. I didn't really want to, you know. So that's why I wrote the. And, and I'm kind of happy that I did because that I had never explored writing for kids at the time, and and once I, once I did that, I found that I really enjoy that, and, and I have to tell you. Uh, I've had more people ask me, you know, they, they think I'm in my 20s and they find out I'm 48 years old and they said, well, how do you do it? And I, I first I thank them because I still feel 20 inside. Well, you I look think pretty I, young too, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, well, if you surround yourself with kids constantly and you have youth around you, that's I think that's the big thing. I, I think that must be the secret. It's got to be the secret. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's just and. And I just love I love teaching kids and to see the spark happen inside a child's eyes when you you see them create something and uh, especially when kids know that the people that are helping them like with me I'm like a lot of the kids that I'm working with know that I'm working on something kind of kind of significant and they ask they they, they it. I can tell it kind of amazes them a little bit that I'm just I'm doing what I do on a volunteer basis. You know, the parents ask, all the parents ask me how much it's going to cost, and I'm like, you know, don't worry about it. You know, because not that I want to compete with other places, but I think that you know I've been given enough gifts and enough uh, enough opportunities. I mean, things have come along the way for me that I really uh, I want to give back. You know, and and even as the more. 
the more success that comes my way, the more I'm going to keep giving back because, I mean, I'm kind of following along the same way as I, I see a lot of people out there in, in, the, in the media that give back to the community. I mean, uh, Clyde Barker, for example, I, I read somewhere that he, you can take a writing class for 10 bucks from him. I'm let that, I, I, I'm on the wrong side of the United States for that. I, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be there every afternoon taking a writing class from Clyde Barker, <laughs> 10, 10 bucks. I mean, that just it blew I, And that, that was, I, I, my wife, when I came across that, like many, many years ago there, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. $10. That's just, I mean, there's so many people that I'm in, influenced by, and but that just shows that it's not about the money, and and that to me is I think the most important thing that I try to teach people. It's not about the money. Money will follow uh, when you do something that you love, and and you know and uh, and all I care about is that I have that I want to be able to enjoy my life, and hopefully along the way uh, I'm I'm able to. Uh, it, life's going to give me some opportunities to to allow me to do to do more and it seems to be heading in that direction right now um you know and i and i and i've tried many things and i've been a musician for i'm a, I'm a bass player for over 30 years uh one of the last, last projects i was on uh i'm gonna drive my wife crazy i can't just do something small the last one that, that i was in was uh well i started main's first ever metal mania then Starks, there were 23 bands. I actually organized that, uh, and I had this a group called Grace Star that I that I created. That uh, I had I created these vampire characters on stage, and I got my wife up there, and I had this big ritual thing, and uh, that was like a metal band. And I bit her on stage, and the druids carried her off, and they the mosh pit happened, and they, they, <laughs> we had Ocklocracy and all these other bands. That Ocklocracy, I was amazed, was there. And Bedlam 23, they they won the uh, at the time, they won the Battle of the Bands down in Boston, mm-hmm. and uh, and they came up on their tour bus, which is amazing. And they so they they came up, they they performed. Oclocracy uh, opened for, for Kitty and Guar, and they've long since been. Uh, they haven't done anything since then, but uh, to have them being like having played the Civic Center, start a mosh pit over something that I was doing on stage was absolutely amazing, you know. And then and then and then I went from that to. Uh, another band called Redline that uh, I joined this this other little project. We actually got on CYY and I was getting my taxes done and our song came on the radio while I was getting my taxes done in H&R Block and that was that was pretty interesting. <laughs> I was like, that's me. I turn up the radio. I was like, that's that's me. That's us. And that oh, was neat. just, a, you know, that was just a cool, I was just a cool, you know, I, I think I just, I think me as a person, I just love to try anything. Like, like, like when we were talking the other day, when I mentioned to you about the the Amhi thing that I did, I I I always wanted to being a horror person. I wanted to do something or be involved in some ghost hunting thing, and I you know to have that you know to actually be allowed to go on the Amhi campus and walk around and film film that and the experiences that I actually had when I was there, and knowing that I didn't stage them, mm. that was. That was neat, and I think that's one of the beauties of being a filmmaker because you know when you're tricking people, but you also know that you did not. And and you know, and it's my word against anybody else. And other people can say, well, you. Some people may think, yeah, he did stage it, and I can tell you, I know I didn't. You know, and there was no one. You know, and it's you know, you just have to. But it was it was fun. You know, so you know, I just like to have a good time. I guess so. Now I did find online you did do a an interview with. Um, well, it was the main paranormal 
radio prior yes. to your Amhai ghost hunt? They were actually really excited to uh, uh, to join me because they'd seen some of the. Because uh, right before then, I did the zombie kickball thing up at uh, up 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 at the Waterville uh, uh, Railroad Square Cinema, and and I I had them bring up the Night of the Living Dead, and uh, we all dressed like. Well, it was funny. It was. I thought people were, everybody was supposed to dress like zombies and we ended up like four of us did. <laughs> so, but other, but other people showed up. There was like a lot of people to watch the movie. But when we did the, when we did the zombie walk, like we were supposed to, it was kind of like the zombie wizard of Oz walking down the street. There's like four, <laughs> four, four of us arm in arm. I'm like, oh, this is neat. <laughs> but I mean, that was, that was okay. We had a, we had a, we had a, we had a pretty good time, but they, they had heard about that, and uh, they were uh, one of one of the members of that had heard of that zombie thing, and and we talked uh, and mentioned that I wanted to do something with, uh, and I was intrigued with what they'd done because I'd seen some of the things on you know online, and I knew that they had uh, there was another group that had done something on A and E, and I I mistakenly thought that they were the group that was on A and E, but they weren't, and they they asked if uh, you know if if I could do this, you know, so once I had a a group of people that's interested. I said, "Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll contact them and see what I can do." And I had a few contacts at the time, and before I knew it, I had it all lined up. So, and I also had the radio station down in Southern Maine uh, do a we had a contest, and I didn't think anybody would do it. And the the phone lines were jammed. People wanted to do it, which was which was fun. And I ended up with a hundred people. Uh, that that showed up and stuff, and uh, they brought all their equipment. I'd never played with the EMF detector or any of those any of those EVPs and you know, all, all that stuff that you see on TV. And I got an opportunity to to actually play with all that stuff with them. And and I have to say it was uh, it was quite an experience because like the experience I had on the steps was like I think I told you it was amazing. I mean to be smacked in the arm. By something that wasn't there, at least the, well, there was something there, but to just I, I don't really want to get I, I don't want to get I don't want to ever get hit like that again. <laughs> uh, that 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 was you know, but I can I'm glad I did. I'm glad I experienced it, but I probably if I had to go back in time, I, I would have probably asked a different question and approached it a little bit differently. But uh, but it was it was fun. I, I really enjoyed it, and they they had a lot of good footage. Um, and I, I think I helped them out too. Uh, they they became they became even more popular after that. And we they, we were on the front page of the Sunday Telegram that 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 Sunday, and which gave them a good boost, which was nice. And you know, and, and, I'm, and I like to help everybody. So I mean, it wasn't it's not when I do something, it's never just it's not just about me. You know, I, I like to I like to have everybody having a good time. You know, anybody that wants to be involved. Right. So yeah. So, I actually, you can find that uh, main paranormal radio, um, I, I listened to the, I think it was about an hour that you, that you had talked with them, um, and it was like at 11 p.m. the week prior to going to Amhi, mm -hmm. and you can find that online. Um, we do have um, boastup.net, which I had tagged you in that I believe I know I posted it for sure um, but it is it's pretty it's pretty interesting I love spooky things like that Gage absolutely hates yeah I, I, scary. Hate, I hate horror I, uh, 
I, I hated The Shining. Um, I hated Pet Cemetery, and I guess that's where my name came from. So, uh... <laughs> I too am a huge. Well, well, Stephen well I'm King sorry. Fan, so. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I, but you know, but not, but we all have our own things that we like. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, and you know, as long but you obviously are a person who respects everybody and what they like, and you know, if you're in something's into it, they're into it. So he's he's you know? very, yeah. Well, he used to be a able scaredy to, cat. He he's a wicked scaredy cat, really I, bad. Um, yeah, I remember the the Shining. I lo- I like the Shining, but then all of a sudden, when those two sisters came the out, twins. it's like you know, oh, yeah. no, I'm done. Screw this. I'm done. <laughs> Exactly, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like horror and I write I, I I write scary stories, is there there are a lot of things that I have fears of, and the neat thing about a horror movie or writing something is, uh, you you're able to take yourself all the way through something. You come out on the other end and you and you feel okay and you're good and you did it and you're able to mm-hmm. face your fear and all that. And that's one of the one of the reasons why I do what I do, and and one of the things that I like to do, and a lot of I'm, so certain writers do this. I don't know a lot, but I like to get in the mind of the person who's actually committing the actual acts within, and I like the reader to actually feel like they're the ones committing whatever act it is that I'm that I'm trying to create on the page, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and I've had a couple stories, the Blade in particular, uh, that was. I actually got published in Dark Side Magazine in the UK and an interview with Eileen Daly in that. Uh, that's the first time I've ever been published internationally. And I was also published in Gas Magazine out of uh, out of Boston. Uh, and they they had me as a regular. Um, my, my stories that I that I read on the Goreboy Radio appeared in this Boston magazine. And then I got to, to and to have the Blade published in. Dark Side, which is their version of Fangora, uh, that was that was absolutely amazing. I, I to, to this day, I still it's, it's still kind of surreal to me that that happened, because <laughs> in that in that issue was the interview with with the tall man from Phantasm, and I was I think I was like a few pages before him, <laughs> and that was kind of that that was interesting. I I I, I love that. You know that that was a, a fun. Uh, you know, life delivers you gifts. You know, and that, that I, I definitely took that as a definite gift to me. You know, that that, that was nice. That was fun. Well, you definitely but, get what you give. Yeah. Definitely. And look at this. Now we're having a nice conversation. Well, so you know, it's it's yeah. it's it's odd, and it's very. I I don't want to say it's odd because everything happens for a reason. But the way that you and I had met, you mentioned the secret, and I had just watched it and made my husband watch it about yep. a week yep. earlier and then yep. he just and then I walked to meet and then, you. yeah and I look up the hill my boys had never had a, a boy scout campfire experience and I just walked up the hill and sat down next to your husband and just started talking and we started telling scary stories around the fire you know it was kind of fun I, I my boys enjoyed they, they they just sat down and we introduced we I introduced myself and and then one thing led to another. I mean, it was it was meant to be. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Was, yeah, the interview was meant to happen, and this was meant to happen. Definitely. Well, I yeah. can't wait to get this out so everyone can listen to yeah, the great I... things that you've done and the great things that you are going to do, I know for sure. Um, so 
I going. I'm going to wrap this up because we're going into about an hour now. Forty three minutes. Forty three minutes. Okay. Um, but I would definitely, like to... definitely love to have you back, um, just to do this again and talk about more and whatever you want to talk about would be wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'd love to come on anytime, anytime, and uh, and I'll. I'm going to make sure that I that I tell all my friends about you guys. Well, thank Everybody. you. Cross promotion. Yeah. That's what it's all about, Chris. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's so. right. That's right. Shall I do the outro? So, everyone who's listening, please, you know, you can find us on Ga- iTunes, iHeartRadio, um, Google Play, and a few other various SoundCloud, CastBox, all the other um, sources of podcasting and audio. Um, if you did enjoy, uh, subscribe, follow, like, do whatever you do best. Um, give us feedback um, at thekarmacast at gmail.com. Um, just let us know what your thoughts are on the episode. Also, in the comment section, um, just let us know um, about uh, you know, what, you, what you thought of the interview with Chris. If you have any questions for him, uh, we'll definitely relay the message. So, um, do you have anything else to add, Chris? Uh, no. Uh, I, thank you so much for having me on. I'm having. I'm, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed myself. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Hey, yeah. Um, so, until next time. Gage, signing off. And make sure to stay on the good side of karma. Mm-hmm.